Hello and thank you for joining me on the Gibraltar Politics Podcast. I'm your host, Krishan Kupchant, and my guest today is Robert Vasquez. Robert Vasquez is currently a candidate for the GSD and he has been extremely vocal in the past when it comes to policy on democracy and policy on a more transparent political system in Gibraltar. He has run or, and currently runs the Janito World Blogspot website and you can really tell that he knows his stuff when it comes to democracy and the fact that he cares as well is, is extremely evident from the way he speaks. So I hope you listen to the rest of this and I'll see you at the end of it. Here it is. Hi Robert, thank you for joining me on the Gibraltar Politics Podcast. I am genuinely happy that you could come on and I'm sure that my listeners and anyone that's listening to this podcast will be extremely glad that you could make it as well. How um, are you? I, I'm very well and I'm very happy to be invited to um, to talk on this podcast and certainly to be invited on this forum. Um, and I'm very happy to answer your questions. And thank you very much for the opportunity. Well, after I asked you to come on, obviously I contacted you via Facebook. I realized that you changed your profile picture to show that you um, stood in solidarity with Paris and all the other victims that have um, been fallen to be victims uh, to the horrors of terrorism. And I was wondering, will this in any way be affecting the GSD's security policy if they were to be elected? Well, the first thing I would say to that is obviously that one is terribly saddened and sad about the events in in Paris and that they were atrocious and a complete atrocity. And it is... Um, a worrying situation, but also one that has to be put in perspective within Gibraltar, and we must carry on leading our lives. If we don't carry on leading our lives, then what we are doing is succumbing precisely to what the terrorists want us to succumb to. The second point is that really the issue of security under the Constitution is one for the governor, but also in consultation with the chief minister of the time. So obviously there um, there are issues that need to be looked at, and we that the, the GST, as as any other party, will have this as a primary concern, and will be advised on what can be done um, in relation to security in Gibraltar, and can emulate and Gibraltar and the GST would emulate that which is done in in the United Kingdom and in other countries, and we would you know the safety of people will be paramount. Well, I completely agree with what you said at the beginning regarding um, carrying on with your lives and not succumbing to what the extremist groups may want i thank you for answering that question regarding well i understand that's not your forte in policy but now as we do move on to your forte which is democracy i was wondering how do you feel that the current government has done in terms of improving democracy over the last four years they haven't actually changed anything in substance um one has to say that they've certainly had more meetings of parliament and that is to be appreciated, and they've certainly put Hansard online, and that is to be appreciated, and they've certainly televised and broadcast Parliament on radio. Those are all things to be appreciated. But they don't tackle the fundamental issue, which is one of democracy, and how we give the people more democracy. And I think this is what um, the GST's policy on, demo- on, 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 on this issue is all about. It is handing back democracy to the people of Gibraltar and ensuring that there are st- systemic checks and balances in Parliament to ensure that we don't get ruled by the Chief Minister. The rule by the Chief Minister is what we have for many, many years. And I know that I will be criticised saying, well, that's happened under any party. But look, we, we are fighting an election today and we're looking at 
things looking forward. And what we can't do is look backwards and always say we can't move forward because of what has been done in the past. We have to move forward because we want to move forward. If we were thinking the way that lots of people think, then, you know, just to remind people, because the film has just been on in Gibraltar, the suffragettes, they fought every single party in the United Kingdom to ensure that the women got the vote. And if it hadn't been for a change in all the parties, the women today would still not have the vote. So we need to look forward and we don't need to look backwards. And in looking forward, we would like to have systemic changes made to parliament. That means things that are in the system that cannot be altered by any individual. And one of the things that we want to do is to have backbenchers. But it's not just to have backbenchers. We have, want to have a system of backbenchers that are elected slightly different. In, in, by, in other words, by proportional representatives than the other 17 members. This ensures two things. A, that we have proportional representation, which means that there is a mitigation in party politics in Gibraltar, and B, that those backbenchers cannot be chosen to be ministers and therefore empower the chief minister to tell a minister, well, if you don't behave, I'm going to put somebody else in your place. So I think those are very important changes. What has the GSLP done? Well, other than tinker in the manner that I've said, they have made no fundamental change to the system, and we still get rule by cabinet, rule by the executive, rather than rule by parliament. And after all, what we elect to parliament is MPs, MPs and therefore backbenchers. It is not ministers that we elect to parliament. It is the chief minister who is chosen by his party who becomes chief minister, and it is the chief minister who appoints the ministers. And that is something that is fine, but so long as there is a check and balance and the ministers can be defeated in parliament. So what's the difference between the role that a backbencher would play and um, a minister? Well, the main difference is that a backbencher is purely a legislator. He is not in the executive. He is not in the cabinet. He is not bound by the by by the the principle of collective responsibility and he can influence each party independently outside in parliament and outside parliament to ensure that what goes to parliament um is 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 a democratic law and what happens is that we will they, the backbenchers can ensure that anything that a minister does is done under power of law not under power of diktat and this is the act that that, 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 that backbenchers perform in the United Kingdom, and it is a basic principle of constitutional theory that there should be a separation of power between the cabinet and the legislature, and we don't have that in Gibraltar, except to the extent that the minority opposition can object and to the extent that there is an election every four years. That is not enough. We need more. So the backbenchers would obviously be independent um, individuals they wouldn't be affiliated with any parties they, they can be affiliated to parties but they would be elected differently but hopefully the electoral system and we're going to get advice from the electoral reform society in england about the electoral system for electing backbenchers will allow not only for independence but will allow for other parties and will allow also that the government majority might not be as large as it is today in other words three people it is possible that a government would have to be formed by um, by a lower majority rather than the exact majority of three people that there is today. Right. And so seeing as we're now talking about um, how individuals are elected to parliament, do you think there should be a change in how the Speaker of the House is selected? Um, I do not believe 
that that is actually within the realms of possibility. I think it is for Parliament to select its Speaker, but I think it is also important that the Speaker should be selected not just by government majority, but should have the respect and the authority over all parliamentarians, and therefore that they sh he should be selected and elected by unanimous vote of Parliament. In other words, that the opposition should be in agreement with the person chosen to be Speaker. And in that regard, um, I have to remember my late father, Sir Alfred Baskers, who was, who was the longest service Speaker in Gibraltar. Um, he served 20 years as Speaker, and, and I, I, I always remember him saying, Robert, one of the most difficult tasks, but the one the most important task of a Speaker is not only to be impartial, but actually to be seen to be impartial by the people of Gibraltar. And that can only be achieved if the Speaker has the unanimous approval of the House. Right. And, okay, moving on to another topic, and I, I really like your um, ideas here. I, I would definitely advocate for them. But moving on to another topic, I was wondering, do you feel that there are too many lawyers involved in politics currently? I understand that this is an awkward question considering that you are a lawyer, but do you feel that there should be um, a more proportional representation in terms of um, professions as well when it comes to individuals that are being elected to um, take part in parliament? Well, at the end of the day, are there men too many lawyers? Look, that is really a question that I cannot answer. Um, the, you know, there is a large number of lawyers involved in politics. Whether it is the profession that and the training that they get that leads them to go into politics, or whether it is the, the the freedom that being a lawyer gives them that allows them to actually perform the functions of politics in politics today, I don't know. But uh, certainly. Um, I've had to wait a long time to feel that I can dedicate the time that I think needs to be dedicated to politics. Other people in different jobs and different professions have other pressures on them. Uh, how do you avoid that? Well, I don't think that you can avoid lawyers being in, 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 in politics. The only way you can avoid that is to try and make joining politics easier for everybody. And they have to, people have to volunteer to be in politics. Um, I think there should be more women in politics as well, and they should be encouraged. Women should be encouraged to be in politics. But again, that is uh, something that each individual must decide for themselves. And I think the backbencher idea has two other benefits. One is hopefully it will, it will be more part-time, and therefore hopefully more people will be able to volunteer for politics. And the other thing is that I hope that the backbenchers would be uh, encourage would encourage young people to join politics because of the slow um, entry into the political arena that being a backbencher would give them. And I uh, that's another reason why I advocate the concept of backbenchers in Gibraltar. And with regards to inclusiveness, as you mentioned before, you advocate for more females to get involved and for more women to get involved in politics in Gibraltar. How would the GSD go about promoting citizen inclusiveness in the policymaking process um, over the next four years? Well, over the next four years, we would hope to be able to influence a change. Oh, if we, when we get elected, we will invoke a change. But having said that, under the Constitution, in order to enlarge the size of Parliament, uh, we need a two-thirds majority. So we would have to convince a number of GSLP opposition to help us increase Parliament. That in itself might prove a difficulty, but they would have to explain to the people in the electorate why they would be opposed 
to the whole concept of democratic reforms in Gibraltar. I think that's a difficult argument for them to win. And that is an argument that I would hope to win in the future. Inclusiveness. Well, I think we need to undermine the fear that there is in Gibraltar, and I say this clearly, um, in, in relation to be, being involved in politics. There is a fear of repercussion, and a fear of repercussion arises under the whole concept of cronyism and enchufis. And I think by tackling that, which is part of our policy, we will also be able to encourage more people to join politics. If we have systems whereby contracts are handed out through fair tendering systems, if we have systems through which publicly public uh, jobs and public con jobs connected with the public service are handed out, are given to people through a fair and independent process, then that fear will start going away and one would hope more people will be encouraged to join politics. I'm glad that you actually um, got around to mentioning, mentioning um, the process of giving out contracts to different contractors. I was wondering, what improvements would you or the GSD be wanting to make to the DPC, the Development and Planning Commission? Well, um, uh, certainly, uh, uh, in relation to the DPC, that we would have, we have already said that we would not have ministers on the DPC, um, and 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 therefore, we, one would hope, one would see a, a great number of independent people on the DPC to deal with the planning um, aspect of, of 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 administration in Gibraltar. So uh, we don't think that ministers should be involved in the DPC. All right. Well, Robert, thank you very much. That was my last question. Is there anything you would like to say to our listeners? Well, I, I would just like, I know, I know people have heard this a lot, but I would like to say that to some degree, this election, this general election is akin to a referendum. It's akin to a referendum on many issues because we, the vision of the GSD is very different from the vision of the GSLP and, and the vision is explained in our manifesto and I won't go into detail, but I would highlight two things where we do have a referendum and that is the issue of a power station at the end of North Mole and the issue of the stadium either in Lathbury Barracks or in the Europa Point or where we say it should be in Victoria Stadium. If you vote for the GSLP, you are voting in favour of having a north, a, a, a generating station which is fuelled by LNG at the, at, in a densely populated area at the end of North Mole. If you vote for the GSLP, you are voting in favour of a stadium up in the south of Gibraltar, the Lathbury Barracks or Europa, or in Europa Point, where it has its inherent problems of getting people there and out of there. We believe that that is not what Gibraltar wants. But if Gibraltar votes for the GSLP, that is what they're going to get. And there's no going back on those. Once they, start, once they are constructed, they are there forever and a day. And I think that's very important for people to understand. If they give a vote to the GSLP, they're voting yes to those two um, structures that we say are in the long And we say, and we put it very clearly in all our broadcasts and in our manifesto, we say they are completely in the wrong place. And that's people have to think about that very carefully. Well, I'm sure that um, our listeners will be taking that into account when deciding who to vote for. I, I would like to thank you once again, Robert, and I hope you take care. Thank you very much for the opportunity to talk to everybody on your forum. Right. I'm very grateful. Thank, thank you. you. Well, I hope you enjoyed that episode as much as I did. For more information regarding Gibraltar politics, I would head over to gibraltarpolitics.com. I have a brilliant article that was written by Yusuf Elhana regarding the Paris, Beirut and Baghdad attacks and how these attacks should not affect 
the way that people treat believers of Islam like himself in Gibraltar. But on another note, I would just like to encourage everybody and anybody to read both manifestos that have been released this weekend. And if you have anything to say about them, please send something at the contact us form on the Gibraltar Politics website. We'd be more than happy to publish one of your articles regarding your opinion and your insights on these policies. Thank you and see you next episode.